0: Hello, and welcome to the second chapter. I'm your host, Kristen Duffy. This week it's a short episode because it's just you and me, kids. This week, I decided after 75 episodes, yes, last week with Mia Moran was my 75th episode. It's technically the end of season seven, and I thought maybe just a little recap was in order and some things I'm seeing in my own life that are really interesting around life and change after 35. So hopefully you'll stay tuned and we can have a little chat. As I mentioned, this last episode was 75 episodes for me. So I'm really interested to hear from you, my loyal listeners, what might be some things that would interest you, would keep the second chapter fresh, since it's all about change. I've had quite a format for my last 75 episodes. I love having kind of one-on-one interviews as a rule. I, of course, am speaking to women who've had life and career changes after 35. And I do the thing with the quote at the end. I think all these things are things I love, but obviously I don't want to keep things the same if they've gotten stale. And if you think there's something that would make it more exciting, if there's something that you would like to hear, a person you would like to hear from, some advice you would love to get maybe for your own life and career changes, let me know. I would love to hear from you. You can find me on the secondchapterpodcast.com. There is the option to message or email me through that, and I would love to hear from you. So just a little recap of this past season. I was really lucky to talk to quite a few women, as you know, who were at the Edinburgh Fringe. So it was really interesting to hear from people whose lives and careers had changed through performance There was Cynthia Shaw, who's a singer, Shana Swenson, who is a circus performer, Paula David, who is an actor and writer, and Clara Harris, who is a performer, but who also has a really keen interest in politics in America, which was fascinating. I've also had the privilege of speaking with the hungover widow, Debbie Weiss, who did have a new book out recently. Check her out. I'm seeing her all over my social media, signing books and just being generally fabulous. She's a very cool person to keep in touch with. There was also Katie Walgrave, which Katie's episode I thought was really interesting because she denies having her own changes. However, I definitely feel like She's had changes of her own, but she's really a gateway to other people who would like to have changes, who would like to become teachers. So if you haven't listened to that episode, it's really interesting what she's doing to help people who have their own life skills, whether they are scientists or musicians or anything in between to become teachers. Not only has she had her own life changes, but she's a real gateway to other people who want to change sometime later in life. Of course, I spoke with Danielle Orsino, who went from nursing and now writes high fantasy and models on her own book covers in her 40s. I have Judith Keys, who I'm paying attention to online as well because she is offering some amazing things, especially around Christmas for her My Food in France online classes and such. So she's teaming up with some really interesting people who can help you with French pronunciation and French words around French food. And of course, teaching you some great things you can make around the holidays, which is fabulous. Lupnikur, who was and is a pharmacist, but now focuses mainly on comedy. It was amazing to speak with her about how kind of a mistake led to her being a comedian, and also how having a heart attack very unexpectedly and fairly young really changed things in her own life. And I think her episode, if you haven't listened to it, is really worth listening to because she talks a lot about the fact that the symptoms that she faced prior to her heart attack or as the heart attack was happening, we're so different to what we hear as a rule because so much is the male narrative. And whether you're a woman listening or you're a man who maybe is in a situation that could share with a female partner, it's worth knowing that what we hear as a rule is not what is necessarily the case when it comes to women and heart attack symptoms. And I think most of us know at this point that heart attack is one of the top killers for women, and we're just not getting the attention sometimes that we deserve. So worth listening to that episode, but also doing a bit of your own research if that is something that interests you. And then, of course, as I mentioned at the top of the episode, Mia Moran, who has Planned Simple, found through food and through changing her own health that her life path was to write about food and help other people plan their lives and plan food as an important part of their lives. That's kind of a short recap. I'm sure most of you have listened to many of the episodes, but if you haven't, definitely check them out. I did want to mention my coffee page. I'm very shy about asking for any kind of money thing in life. I hate as a freelancer, it could not be worse because there's nothing I hate more than asking for money or invoicing people, which I have to say is something you have to do a lot as a freelancer and I will never get used to it. But I will say that I've released 75 episodes of the second chapter. And of course, it's free for you to listen to. And I think it should be free for you to listen to. It's a labor of love from me. But there is the option, if you'd like to buy me a coffee, I love coffee. And if you go to KO-FI.com slash the second chapter. You can buy me a coffee and that'd be really nice. Just a little, just a way to say that you are enjoying the podcast and a little heart to me, which I would love. So thank you very much. I have seen a lot recently in the media about people and especially women making big changes after 35 or 40 or 50 or 60. And I think it's interesting because obviously it's a huge, huge passion of mine. I love talking to the amazing women that I talk to every week and sharing that with you. But it's interesting that people are finally catching on. A few things I've seen recently that I just wanted to share with you. The Guardian newspaper in London, you can obviously see it online worldwide, But they have a column, A New Start After 60, which has been fascinating for me to read. Week after week, they are telling stories of people who have done things after 60. Complete changes, taking up new hobbies, finding new ways forward, new jobs in life. And it's brilliant. So check that out if you haven't. A little teaser. Next season, I have some women who've gotten a little punky and funky uh, past 60. And I'll just leave it at that. They're all over 35, but some of them are past 60. And yeah, they've got a new hobby that's pretty freaking cool. So stay tuned for that in season eight. Also, there is the Stage newspaper, which obviously as a performer and a producer, I'm familiar with. I'm always looking at what's going on in the world of the stage. But they've recently published an article, I became a playwright in my 50s, the writers who came to theater later in life. And um it's very interesting, actually, no entry arts who on Twitter say they're changing the conversation about access, challenging age-barred op- opportunities in the arts and sometimes getting them changed. Yeah, they work on, you know, if you hear an opportunity that's for some reason only for under 30, they'll question it and I think a lot of times you've probably heard me say on the podcast that we hear about the word emerging, and it's immediately associated with youth. And obviously, I think there's a lot of us out here emerging at all ages. So No Entry Arts definitely challenges that. And they published or they tweeted about the article, I became a playwright in my 50s. And they pulled out a quote, which was really fascinating, which was, Interestingly, all the writers interviewed for this piece are female. Perhaps there is something about the factors that make people late entrance, specifically around family and caring responsibilities, expectations, and confidence, which skews the figures toward women. Unquote. They, of course, comment on that duh, (laughs) which I then went back and basically said, yeah, of course it's a duh because I think so many women who, especially those who are now in their 40s, 50s, and 60s, perhaps, had circumstances, have had circumstances in their lives, so many of which you've heard about on the second chapter, that have now led to this onslaught of them wanting to do something different. Whether it's past 35 or 45 or 55, whether it's past 60, as the Guardian articles show, there are a lot of us who, you know, whatever circumstances might be, it could have been something as simple as confidence. So many people on the show have said, I was only told I could be a nurse or a teacher or whatever a stereotypical female role was. Sometimes it was motherhood that paused a career. Just a couple of weeks ago, with Judith Keys, she found her career inspiration when she was on maternity leave with her son. So, there are the article is incredibly interesting again. But yeah, I think of course there are so many women that we we look at this week after week on the second chapter. I'm also at the recommendation of a couple of my guests reading the hundred year life. And this is interesting because it's talking a lot about how we, how life expectancy is growing and more and more we should expect and we should expect even more with the younger generations that people are going to be living to a hundred or 105. And in the introduction alone, It's really funny because I'm, I've never really highlighted books. First of all, I just, it makes me a little sad to highlight books. And I think through school, you know, I saw people always highlighting their books and I just, that was not for me. However, just in the introduction, I've highlighted so many different things because they are what I'm talking about here in the second chapter. So one of the pages talks about, um, A multi-stage life with a variety of careers, with breaks and transitions, is one of the ways we're going to go forward, because we won't be able to, if we're living to a 100 or longer, be able to have the three-stage life that we know now, which is education, work, and retirement. It talks about there will be new jobs and skills with relearning and reskilling. Getting the finances right will not be everything, which is interesting. Life will become multi-staged. The gift of living for longer means you don't have to be forced into either or choices. Hello, the second chapter. Yes, I absolutely love that. It talks about more transitions being the norm. And this is just some of the bullet points in the introduction. So I'm not selling the 100-year life by any means, but I absolutely think it's a fascinating book for those of us who are intrigued by living life a little bit differently than maybe what that quote unquote three-stage life is. Finally, I wanted to talk about an article that I read by Anne Dowd. Anne Dowd is an actress and she's very well known for The Handmaid's Tale, amongst other things. And I think she has a big movie just about to come out as well. But I read an article that was from several years ago when The Handmaid's Tale came out about her getting her acting break at 56. Such a joy to read about how she led this whole life with this being her dream. Obviously slightly different than having multi-careers, but she kept going through very small jobs or lack of recognition, working side jobs to be able to live when she wasn't acting. I should say, I would love to have her on the second chapter. So if anyone has any connections to her, please let me know, because I would love to speak with her. I'm going to keep trying to find a way to get an email through to her. But like I said, she had her acting big break at 56. And the quote from this article that really stood out to me, and I hope will inspire all of you, is, it's not for others to say, no, yes, anything. You are in charge that is the gift you came into this world with. As you know, I love a good quote. So that just stood out in that article to me so much. I feel like that one, you are in charge, really resonated with me. And I posted it on Twitter for my Slackline Productions page. And I've gotten quite a few comments and quite a few retweets and things, because obviously it's resonating with a lot of people so I wanted to share it with you as well. So I will put that link in my show notes for today and in my link tree as well. So if you want to find that, then it's definitely worth a read. I think you'll really enjoy it. So that's about it for me and this sort of season seven wrap up. If you'd like to get in touch, as I said at the beginning, go on the secondchapterpodcast.com and please send me an email or a chat message. I'd love to hear from you. And of course, if you don't already, please subscribe to the Second Chapter newsletter. And we are on Instagram at the underscore second underscore chapter underscore podcast. Any way that I can have communication with you. Sometimes podcasting is a lonely thing because even though I get to talk to amazing people, I know you're out there listening. I can see my listener numbers, but I don't always get to hear from you. So please do get in touch. I'll be back on the 22nd of November with season eight. So stay tuned. Take care. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, tell a friend, follow us on Instagram and sign up for the Second Chapter newsletter. The Second Chapter is brought to you by Slackline Productions, a production company dedicated to redressing the balance of women's stories being told and who's telling them with a specific focus on women 35 plus. You can find us at thesecondchapterpodcast.com and slacklineproductions.co.uk. Thanks again.